0: Welcome to this Food and Drink Federation Scotland podcast about the lockdown lunch challenge. My name is Moira Stalker and I'm the skills manager with Food and Drink Federation Scotland. For those of you that don't know, Food and Drink Federation Scotland is an industry funded trade association representing food and drink businesses of all sizes, from Scottish family businesses through to global brands. We are a division of the UK trade association, the Food and Drink Federation. So today I'm really lucky to be joined by a panel of Four people. We have Aline Bruce, who is a parent of one of the um, young people that won our competition. Hi Moira. We have Kirsten Murray, who is a home economics teacher from Merkland School in Eastern Bartonshire. Hello there, Moira. We have Alison Bang here, who is a home economics teacher from Duncan Rigg Secondary School in East Kilbride. Hi. And we have Emily Govan who is a primary teacher from Penn Caitlin Primary School in Edinburgh. Hello! Nice to be here. And thank you very much for joining me today as well. So really what we're going to talk today is about um, our lockdown lunch challenge. Now, when we embarked on this journey, trying to promote careers in the food and drink industry, what my role involves is trying to make the food and drink manufacturing industry a career destination of choice. So one of the ways that we do this is through developing industry and school challenges to encourage industry to work with education, to let young people meet the people that work in the food and drink manufacturing industry, make our food products and understand the skills required, but also the fantastic career opportunities that exist in food and drink manufacturing. A lot of people don't think about it as a career destination of choice. And we really hope to try and change some of the perceptions, maybe the negative perceptions that people have about the industry. So over the past few years, we have worked on our school's challenge with Break Scotland, and we run our Brawl Breaks Lunchtime Challenge. But obviously, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we had to cancel the challenge this year, which was very disappointing for us. But before the, the pandemic actually hit, we had launched the challenge and put it on our website, subsequently taken it down. But I got a very nice surprise um, over just before the Easter holidays this year when I got a lovely email from Emily Govan. And I'm gonna hand over to Emily at this point to explain why you emailed me, Emily. So I
1: have taken part in the breaks challenge in a previous school I was at, and we were really lucky enough to get through to the final and it was just the most amazing opportunity and the children got so much out of it and so this year i'm always on the hunt for the email when it comes in my inbox and um i've seen that it was a similar um set up to previous years but this time i think am i right in saying moira that you'd put in um about it was a street food thing so this fun. year which i just thought was so exciting and um since taking part in the and previous year. Something that I've been really doing in my school is looking at developing um, a food technology skills progression. Um, We don't have a home economics Teacher, so that's something that I took in my remit because we've got really clear digital technology progression, but food technology progression, something we were lacking in. So um, my confidence as a practitioner really improved from complete taking part in the task last year, and we I do now do cooking with my class every week on a Friday, and I've been involving the parents in that. And when I saw the competition, I linked it in with a Europe topic that we've been doing. So we had thought about doing European street food, but um, I saw in the competition there was to be um, some Scottish, uh, a Scottish twist. So it was European with a Scottish twist food. <laughs> so we were getting all kinds of interesting things like haggis enchiladas and all that. So the plan had been uh, originally to do it in class on our Friday sessions, but obviously the pandemic happened and um, I adapted the entry format into and I set it as a writing task. So with my class, we've been doing lots of literacy, focusing on writing instructions. and. making sure you include every single step and using different openers, that sort of thing. And so I set it as a challenge at home. And the feedback that I got from the parents and the children was outstanding. And and I think as we spoke about earlier, that it was something that you could do as a family. So I ended up getting not only individual entries, I got family entries and some of the children had even made Uh, street food and they made little um little Scottish flags out of I don't even like everything they found at home and they just loved it so what I did was I took your idea and I just adapted it in a way that I thought it could be accessed at home and it was I've I've had really positive feedback from it from the children um and the parents and I got and I got in touch with Moira um just to say or we we were going to do it but you know this is this is we we're going to do it in school, but this is what we've come up with. And um, Moira sent such a nice email back and she really gave us feedback for all the individual entries. And I, and I shared that with the class
0: and they, they were really chuffed. Thank you, Emily. So um, because we have got such positive feedback from the breaks challenge that didn't take place, And I was speaking to friends as well who had young children and older children um, that were being homeschooled. We thought it might be a really good idea as an organisation to launch our own challenge this year to see if that would be popular or not. We have subsequently been overwhelmed by how popular it was, but we developed our own challenge. So we called it the Food and Drink Federation Lockdown Challenge. And we thought it'd be nice to send this out to young people across Scotland to maybe... Um, Obviously, food and drink became very prevalent with panic buying and shortages and people possibly looking more locally for food as well. So taking some of those issues in hand, we designed our lockdown lunch challenge. So we asked young people across Scotland to design a street food dish that they would like to eat, but using local produce that would also contribute to one of their five a day, but perhaps just looking in the store cupboards and finding out what they had available and maybe using slightly more unusual combinations. We also said, why don't you look at where your food comes from so you can identify what really is local and what's not? And we set them a few other wee tasks as well that they might want to do a survey and they might also want to work out costings as well. So we sent that out um, amongst our network and across our DYW De- Developing Young Workforce contacts as well. And we were subsequently overwhelmed with the response. We had over 200 entries. And these came from a range of sources. We got them from schools and also from individuals as well. So I'm going to pass over now to Alison Bankier, who is a home economics teacher at Duncan Rigg Secondary School in East Kilbride. So, Alison, what did you think of the challenge when you when you saw it when it arrived in your in your inbox Uh, what did you think about
2: it? Uh, I was just so excited to see a competition um, that was already put together already structured about what they had to do what the criteria was um, it was all kind of set up for them so all I did uh, was put it in like a wee powerpoint just because I love a powerpoint um, and just kind of added on that they had to use because I already promote uh, using scotch beef scotch lamb and especially selected pork I made it a kind of meaty, meaty side to it and putting those logos on there because I've got my own teacher Instagram so I shared it on there first of all and The kids already recognised those logos and things, so that was a nice, easy way to incorporate the Scottish side of things. And then, obviously, as you said, Moeda, about kind of store cupboard ingredients and unusual combinations and things. But I really like the idea of it being a family thing at home as well. And we got a lot of, kind of we also emailed it out to all our teachers in the school, um, and we got such feedback from all the different teachers um, that we're doing it as a family as well as individuals kind of varied off the off the beaten track of street food and it was just whatever they were making towards the end but it was just so nice to have a starter um, starter conversation for people to or something to aim towards, or something that they, you know they could all share. And we could, uh, we stayed in touch as well. We wouldn't have maybe otherwise done that through emails. Um, we are sharing pictures and recipes and things, and we've actually subsequently put um, put them all together and made a, a Duncan Riggs secondary recipe book um, from all the entries over over the time. So we've we've done that as well. So yeah, it's been really really good, and I'm looking forward to actually kind of using it each year. As a as a sort of introduction unit to the health and food technology course in fourth, fifth, and sixth years, um, just something to do over kind of May and June that they kind of look into where it comes from and just as a wee taste of the whole
0: course, it leads in nicely to then them starting in August. So, so yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Great. Thank you, Alison. And Kirsten, again, another teacher with a slightly different take possibly on the challenge. Would you like to explain to us how it fits in with your pupils and how it helps you to develop your curriculum and support your pupils learning about food? Yes, of course. Hi there. So
3: I work at a Merkland School in Eastern Bartonshire. It's an additional support needs school. And I'm very lucky in that I can teach both primary and secondary pupils. So our primary pupils have also been involved in some of your other challenges as you know but they have the advantage of having access to a fully fitted home economics kitchen which is, which is wonderful for them. The good thing about the challenge that was set over lockdown for us is that we weren't getting a lot of engagement with our pupils we hadn't had teams set up or anything like that before in um, lockdown. So we were all doing our communication through GLOW, so it was just through people email. And all I did really, Moira, was I sent that, that email out to the pupils and I contacted pupils that had done well in previous challenges and said, look, we've taken part in something similar to this before. You've got the skills, you've got the knowledge, you've, you're going to, you know, Take on the challenge and see how you get get on at home. We couldn't do it as a as classes because, as I say, not all the pupils in each group were engaging. So it was done very much as individual kind of for, for each individual pupil. And we only had two entries sent back, but you know, the the one one of those two entries was actually a great success. And the one of the the boy that actually um won, he had actually been part of the rice challenge that we'd done with Tilda previously and he has absolutely blossomed really through this lockdown, a pupil that has just taken food on board and he's been doing i've been doing quite a lot of um facebook lives with pupils in classes so i've been doing some cookery stuff at home and just doing the recipes that we would be doing in class and they've been following and this individual has just uh, he's just blown out of the park for me actually but what we are going to do in the department so it's just myself in the department and i plan to kind of use these these challenges as part of our design and make process because it Everything that we do, it hits all the E's and O's for us. Um and these challenges could definitely be part of our S probably our S maybe three, S two to three for us, um for maybe just like a little design and make process. But they, for our pupils they get they got so much out of 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 food and um, and yeah, the challenge for them was was just amazing, really good. So thank you, Moira.
0: <laughs> thank you. And I'm gonna come on to our parents, our parent representative on the panel today as well. So Aline's daughter Ava was one of our winners. And um, so just really like to ask Aline, from a parent's point of view, a lot of young people took part of this and it came became apparent to us when we were judging them that they'd done it, in, it with their families. So as a parent, what did you think about this, this challenge? I think it was a very timely
4: challenge. I think the fact that it coincided with Kind of a blind panic around how I was going to keep my child motivated through the potential weeks and months of, of lockdown obviously there was a lot of information and, and um, coursework coming from school but it was very screen and text focused and there's only so much time that a 14 year old can spend oh well she would argue differently but in front of a screen and um, I really liked the fact that the lockdown challenge was quite clearly structured. There was a very clear task that she had to do. She could go off and do it herself and do her research herself. And then it took five or six or seven iterations through the recipe to get to the, you know, the final version that she really liked. So it was a long, a long process. There was a structure to it and she got a real kind of kick out of the final outcome. And for me as a parent, my daughter Ava, she she enjoys cooking, but she tends to prefer sweet things. She likes cakes, she likes biscuits, she likes these massive colourful cake challenges that she sees on um, on Instagram. So this was great that it kind of focused her on healthy eating without being draconian about it. You know, it, it allowed her to go and do her own research, find out a little bit about why things were healthy and maybe why things were not so healthy to eat in large quantity. And I think what she came up with in the end was great. I mean, we even did things like, even though it was hard to source ingredients, we went to the local butcher because her recipe involved steak. So he talked her through how you pick a good bit of steak. So even little things like that make a real difference. Now she looks at the marbling on a piece of steak, genius. She can go and do the shopping for me now. So um, it was a really, really positive experience. And I know that she shared her pictures and she shared her, her. Um, Pictures of her certificates and her voucher and things with her friends through social media as well and they seem to be they're actually quite jealous that they didn't take part and um, so you might have more entries next year if you run the same
0: one. Brilliant. That was going to be one of my questions so I think you've answered that. Thanks very much Aline. So I'm going to come back to Emily and just ask another question. I think starting from the starting food education from a primary is very, very important. So why do you think learning about food and drink is so important to, to young people?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I think one of the things as a teacher is that I think, especially earlier in my career, is I just presume that you just presume children know and understand about how to cook. And as, as um, Aileen was saying, I think baking seems to be very on trend at the moment, but cooking doesn't seem to have quite the same... I don't know, sparkle with it at the moment. And I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, skill progression is something in primary that's so important and we do our forward plans linking in with developing the workforce and having to evidence that. And food technology, if I'm being honest, it's just something that wasn't really being addressed. And the competition just gave me a bit more confidence to do that because I'd entered it previously. And it just made me think, Why, why can't the children learn how to use knives safely? Why can't they, you know, all the the numeracy skills they're developing, um, you know, having to time things, having to measure accurately, and especially like trial and error. Um, The recipe wasn't great the first time I did it, so I added a bit of this and hmm. You know, well, I've made it perfect. And as I said, for, um, for us, um, the literacy opportunities are really rich with um, linking in with food and recipe writing experiences. And especially um, having to really think about each step and breaking it down and not missing out any, <laughs> anything. I think the opportunities are fab. And um, we actually have started working more closely with our catering staff as well because they were really interested in what we were doing and so it ended up being that on a Friday um, normally we don't have a full kitchen team in um, because we finish at lunchtime on a Friday in Edinburgh and um, the dinner ladies would end up staying later because they wanted to come and see what we were doing and they would give suggestions too so it ended up just being a really sort of whole school learning experience and it's, it's really fab and our school uh, catering team are now w- w- um, working towards a silver award for their service and this is something that's being referenced as uh, excellent practice so it's really important and um, for lots of different
0: reasons but we've loved it. Brilliant thank you. Alison I'm going to ask you a question now as well so people think that product development is easy and they think that working in food and drink, oh, there's not much skill involved. Um, what would you say about that? Um, I would disagree.
2: Um, I've been lucky enough to, to do an internship with a Food and Drink Federation Scotland and been able to see just a, a small amount of what's involved um, and the you just even a small amount of the number of careers that's available. Again, now that I'm a home economics teacher, it's, it's brilliant being able to share with the kids and open the kids' eyes to actually see the breadth of what's involved. You know, as soon as you start asking what what careers are associated with food, it's still always a chef. It's still always a home economics teacher. It's never the the middlemen that that are involved. Or um, I always tell a story of a home economics teacher I came across in my my placement school. She uh, travelled the world tasting mangoes. to to get the best mango for just literally just a a plastic ready meal box of of mango Um, but obviously what was involved in that and and having to go and source the best one and when to pick it so that it it was best at the time it got to the supermarket shelf and just all of those things that are involved in food product development that's that's what I focus on or it's also hard to teach as well because unless you're involved in that but having Food and Drink Federation Scotland to have all the resources already there on the website and obviously all your your projects that you do as well
0: it, it just opens their eyes. And Kirsten, from your perspective, do you think your pupils understand a wee bit more now about what's available in food and drink and the sort of job opportunities and careers that that, that are available there and, and and how big it is and how important it is to Scotland
3: yeah uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and again, just the nature of of the school you know in a lot of a lot of mainstream schools and in other schools across the country, home economics is not kind of seen as the subject to pick at school for lots of different reasons. But in my school, my head teacher is very, very positive. I would say it's probably one of the most uh, popular subjects to pick because it's accessible for all pupils. And what what was good about the challenge is as well that it was completely pupil led, which is something that like our pupils really, really struggle with. We set the challenge and then they do it, whereas they were, you set the challenge, but they were doing it at their own pace and they were doing it within their own skill capability. We have had two or three pupils that have left Merkland and have gone off to be very successful In the city of Glasgow, uh, one of our um, ex-pupils is actually traveling abroad. He's won some competition and he is going to be traveling abroad to go up to the next step in the the competition. Um, so it's definitely, I think it's definitely an area where we we, we succeed in our school. Also, we've done a few trips as well. We we never managed to get to to Tunnocks, unfortunately, because of lockdown. But going to these factories and seeing food product development for them again we've had pupils that have left school and have gone out to work in the food industry working in a manufacturing you know, working in a factory, standing on a line, doing the same job is great for our pupils. They're brilliant at it. <laughs> They're absolutely brilliant at it. We also went to a seafood factory as well, and again they get to experience that these are jobs that, that our pupils could actually do and be very successful in. So most most definitely it's it's in our school, home economics is seen as as a as a good and popular subject to take. And they, they, they can be very, very successful in it. So yeah.
4: I was just
2: going to jump in and say exactly, exactly the same. Um, home economics sometimes isn't prioritised, or it's seen as just cooking, and I just love being able to prove them wrong that it's not. It's food, the food product development and the academic side of it, and the fact that you know there's degrees involved in this and it's, it's a lot of the whole process between research and putting that into practice and then being able to review it and evaluate it That's not just for you know any kid that can go and do that I like showing that you know, it's a higher as well a higher qualification that kids can get So you know, it isn't just the, the cooking at the end of it It's a thought process that goes into developing the product and then evaluating it
0: at the end so right and Aline, from the, delivering the, the activity in the home, do you think it helped bust any myths from your, either for yourself or for, for other members of your family and Eva as well, who was obviously very heavily involved in it? Certainly, from her point
4: of view, it showed that cooking itself is fun. It's not just about baking. So that was good. And I think, in terms of, she, she kind of, in developing a recipe, she. Surveyed the members of the family to see what they would like in it. What they wouldn't like. Does this work well? And she had at one point she had little sample trees out where we could try different things that went along with it So from that point it was great gathering feedback from the family and getting everybody talking about Something other than Netflix was uh, was just great
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> just when, when, when you're when you're still here is there anything you think that we could do from Food and Drink Federation point of view and from the other food education partners point of view that would make learning about food more, more appealing to young people? And this is probably a question to all of you. So 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 feel free to jump in. But I'll start with Aline.
4: Thank you very much for that. I think the great, the very great thing about food and drink is that it's so tangible. It's so hands on. You can taste it. You can feel it. It's different colours. It smells fantastic. Um, so I think as practical making things as practical as they can be is great Um i also like the idea of taking a kind of holistic view on you know from farm to fork basically all of the different roles that are in there so looking at things like nutrition or looking at things like marketing and actually how does the product get from the factory to the shelf what's involved in that so i think Certainly, it's something that Ava and her friends are really interested in is, you know, how does it actually get there? Why are there only one? Why is there only one or two brands of beans in the marketplace? And why are there 150 different kinds of snacks? Why is that? So I think they find these things interesting. And the more that you can you can see as 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 an organization around that kind of the supporting services that get the the product on shelf that would be great
3: yeah I think I think the farm, going back to the farm to fork and one of the other um, I think it was the breaks challenge that we took part in Moira and the primary pupils had been out on a visit to a farm previously with their primary teacher And then we decided, I think we had to use seasonal ingredients for a previous challenge. And we um, decided that we were going to grow rhubarb and do something with that within the challenge and made that fantastic rhubarb chutney um, that everybody absolutely loved in the challenge. But the pupils grew that own rhubarb and actually brought it with them to the challenge. And they were so proud walking in with these bunches of rhubarb and something that then they could go on to then use in the product. And for for young pupils like that to experience that and, and see the end product is, is a wonderful thing. It really is.
1: I, I think, as as the other ladies have said, it's it's accessible for, for all. And the part about the challenge that I liked the most was the family involvement. And when I'd taken part in it previously about the whole school, it was that everybody in it Together, I also found it really interesting as a as a teacher learning about food heritage and seasonality because um, we ended up speaking to some local restaurants when we were doing our European topic and because the children had been learning about um, seasonality through your project, they were asking the chefs and the people who are working with the restaurant all about what kind of pro- uh, produce they use. So they they've learnt a lot from it and it and it does make them think and especially given. The circumstances at the moment where you know buying local and supporting local businesses and produce like you said going to local butcher i think it's it's amazing i mean i it's it's changed the way i've been thinking about food so it's changed my children's as well but no i think accessible for all is what i'd is what i'd say
3: also as well i i found with previous challenges the interdisciplinary learning and skills that goes on. When we did the Rice Challenge, we had the art department involved, making the box for the pizza slice to go in. Maths teacher, she did a bit of numeracy on the pricing of all the ingredients. So it just pulls all the different departments together. And in a big school, our school is very small, so it's easy to do that. But in a big school, if you can make that connection, one, it makes your life much easier because you're not having to do the whole challenge yourself. And you can it allows you to, to access other professionals that. Can do that, but better than you. So you come up with a much better product if you can access other professionals and they are, you know, dip into their. Ideas then it it makes the end product much much better for you and for the peoples I, I
2: liked how topical it was and as a uh, like Emily said about the local Food producers that they are they were loving the opportunity For people to be shopping more locally than what they normally would have been, you know like butcher sales online delivery has just rocketed um, and I'm definitely one of them that I you know I'd ordered online and now that's what I'm going to be doing like every you know Every week, every month, whatever I need. So it was nice to, to kind of highlight all those local companies to kids as well, because I was doing it through social media. They were always on social media, probably more than what they would have been in a normal normal week. And they were getting to see all those local companies and things like that as well,
0: which has
1: benefit a benefit.
0: Thanks, Alison. Um, we're coming. Just got a few more minutes left. I've got a couple more questions to ask you. And again, I think I'm going to ask you all this question. I'm going to start with Emily because she's in my top right. And in, in my screen, is there anything you wish you'd known before you started the challenge that would have helped you? Is there anything you wish you'd known before you started it? but that's a really tricky question. I don't think there's anything
1: I wish i'd known. I just think I wish I'd done it earlier, and I think I could do it with young a younger class as well, so I've had upper stages class for the um so primary six and primary seven for the past couple of years, but I've got primary four next year so um seven, seven year olds but that's not gonna put me off uh, put me off doing it with um the little ones um and I think no I think I wouldn't change anything anything about it I've, I've really enjoyed it and, and because it comes with all the resources it was a really useful tool for me to tweak for lockdown and and you can adapt the resource to suit the needs of your class so I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't have changed anything okay thank you Alison is there anything that you wish you'd known before you embarked on this journey probably not known before it just uh, maybe would have been
2: timely if I could have got if I could have shared it with the kids before we went into lockdown given it as a homework task. But, but got them answered any queries in, in live time back face to face and kind of forward just to get more engaging like we set it through our Google Classrooms um, as homework but because it was optional because, like we didn't make it mandatory that they had to make something at home because obviously the equipment the resources you know a lot of kids we didn't want to disadvantage anyone so we just made it as an optional thing on Google Classrooms um, and, and the uptake wasn't as good as, as, as I've seen through my social media but then on social media you also miss a few kids who maybe didn't have you know Instagram or whatever so I'm definitely excited about kind of using it as something we can do in school but, but then as a homework task and independently getting families involved and things like that so
0: maybe just been able to, to share it with them before get into lockdown. We couldn't do anything about that I know <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and from your perspective Kirsten was there anything that you wish you'd known although you've, you've done several yeah. challenges so you're probably an expert. Yeah we
3: have, have Um, we've done quite a few of the challenges and I, I agree with Emily and Alison nothing that I, I think um, I wish I'd known But I think what has happened in the school now is awareness of the challenges and pupils are desperate now. If they are that class that I'm going to target, they're desperate to get involved in the challenge because they know the process that other pupils have gone through. And we've been very successful. We've been very, very lucky. So they've seen the you know, they've seen the result of of taking part in these challenges. But no, I think the challenges are really well set out. They're very well written. They they tap into exactly the right parts of the curriculum that that we focus on, whether it be seasonal, whether it be, you, you know, using local produce, and it's all things that we teach in school. So they see it as not, it's not just a challenge that, oh, yeah, we're going to take part in this competition. Or we're going to take part in this challenge. It becomes part of the curriculum, which is great, because then they can see the link between we're not just doing this competition because we, you know, we might get to, we, you know, we might win or we might get the. It's part of the curriculum now, these challenges for us. So it, it, the, 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 the continual kind of process through that is 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 good. So nothing, <laughs> nothing good.
0: That's great. And from a parental point of view, Ali, anything that you you wish you'd known? I wish I'd known my daughter has such expensive
4: tastes in food. (laughs) And she she decided to make a recipe with sirloin steak and then went through, I don't know, six or seven different iterations. So I think probably if we were to do it again, I would um, place a budget on her um, and make. I think it would be an interesting exercise anyway to try and come up with a product that was X amount per portion, maybe because she seemed to have kind of free reign. Oh, and the other thing that I think I, would, I wish I would have known beforehand was um, she's not very good at washing up. <laughs> so the kitchen was a bomb site. So that was a learning experience.
0: for all concerned, actually. Good she's great on. now. She can, move, move can that clean a state plan now. No problem. <laughs> for the next one, they've got to clean up after themselves and we want to see evidence of that. That should be another one. So yes. I know we're coming yeah. to, to the end of this podcast. So I've got one last question for you all. And we are very keen that Young people really do engage with industry and about this, and get and get to understand about industry. What could industry? Is there any way that we could engage industry? Or what would your asks be from industry um, to help enhance your delivery of either this challenge or awareness of careers in food and drink? So I'll start again with Emily.
1: I would well, like I said, it's it's actually helped us in terms of working more closely with our catering department, um, with with our catering team in school and children seeing the different jobs and that are related with this. It's not just, as you said, the cook in the kitchen. It's so much bigger than that. I would really like to further develop working with local restaurants and seeing the different kinds of where they, what produce they use and that sort of thing. And the other thing, and it's not, I suppose, not working in the industry per se but um we've started developing our garden at school more and growing growing produce that we've been we made um made our apple crumble but i think i'd perhaps like think of ways i could develop that a little bit more so perhaps support with i don't know making growing things in the garden perhaps a little bit with industry but
0: Anyone else get any other ideas about how we could engage effectively with industry? Um, Moira, when I um, came to the um, meeting, I can't
3: remember what it was called. With food and drink um, were part of the meeting. We were making contacts with food industry. Mm -hmm. And it was actually you yourself Mm -hmm. that put me in touch with the company Dawn Fresh. Mm -hmm. um, Speaking links like that. Mm -hmm. And I think the Tilda Rice Challenge was great as well because it was a company that actually, they came out to the school to visit and they sent sent products in or they you know using maybe Dawn Fresh could do one We could do a challenge with them where you're just focusing on just using their you, you know their product and so making links with industry and maybe using set companies to then target particular parts of the industry or you know particular companies to set the challenges because the Tilda Rice one was was fantastic and it was just focusing on that one company but other companies might want to get involved in these challenges to sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah I think it does help and part of it is it's to understand the breadth of jobs as well that are available. Yes absolutely and we've since then been out to dawn fresh and visited the factory um, and like that pupils are wow look at this I, yeah. I could do that you know I could actually do that job. Yes you could.
0: <laughs> Alison did you want to come in? <laughs> yeah no i would agree
2: as well having a a specific um a specific company attached with that kind of opening it up to the local the local companies does anyone want to get involved in this and and maybe having a different company for each year group even or you know each each, um, each term and definitely having a focus on the kind of research bit of it or the investigation job aspect of it and then the emphasis of right, okay, well do do these people do anything once the product's launched or once they've got a prototype and and focusing on on maybe even getting industry into the schools to do the the talks and kind of bring it to life because you know as much as they believe you as a teacher, oh there's there's jobs out there then it doesn't bring it to life until they see a live person actually, this is what they're doing and I like me, maybe it's me personally, but I like hearing stories about how how people got to where they are, um, and and what what route they went, how they've got to where they are, because it isn't just always straight from school but that's okay and that's okay that they've went somewhere else to get to where they are now so definitely having having industry into the schools but also that nothing beats the live visit and the trip that they got to go on because it's it's something that they never ever forget and they they keep talking about it and they'll always remember that trip
0: um when they're an adult as well they'll always pick something from it i don't know if you've got anything to add from a parental point of view Arlene, if there's any Any industry links you think they should make? Just
4: really what everybody else is saying, that um, having a face behind a company um, or a process is a great thing. So having someone coming in and talking to the kids in school, as you said, the trips are fantastic. If you can go in and see a factory in operation and see how you would do basically what you've been doing in your kitchen, but scaling up a 100 times or a 1,000 times to to a factory size, that's... um, that's really motivating. And I know that when I was in primary school, we went to the Kielo's Jam Factory and uh, to, saw the process behind there. And it's the one school trip I still remember now from primary three, because it just makes such an impression. And it just gives you a kind of a broader perspective on where your food comes from and all of the effort that goes into it. So any engagement from industry from, on that
0: scale has is, is
4: got to be a bonus.
0: Fantastic, and I think that's a very fitting point to end on. So it just leaves me to say, if you carry on listening to this podcast afterwards, we're going to drop in some of the young people who took part in the in the podcast. They've given us some audio, so that'll go on after this um, podcast. But thanks for listening to our podcast from FDF Scotland. You can find out more about our work, and if you are a food and drink business, how to join us at www.fdfscotland.org.uk. Thank you very much.
1: I found this challenge fun and really enjoyed designing and making my lunch. It helped me think about supporting local suppliers who may be struggling in lockdown. I also learned that lots of foods have seasons, not just fruit and veg.
3: Hi, my name is Caitlin and I'm in S2. I enjoyed taking part in the FDF Scotland Lockdown Lunch Challenge. I enjoyed being able to experiment with different foods and recipes and enjoyed making it as a family. I have learned that it is fun to cook and you can be creative with the ingredients that are in the cupboard.
1: I like the challenge because I love the idea of getting local foods and food that is in season. I enjoyed taking part in the competition because I had to include Scottish products and money for five a day. I enjoy tweaking it and letting my family give me feedback so then I could change the recipe to improve it. I've learned that it's really quick and easy to make a delicious meal and you can make lots of different types to the meal like changing the ingredients and stuff that you put in the inside of the wrap. I really enjoyed the street food lockdown challenge. It was great in to cook a quick healthy meal in a very short time. I had fun cutting up all the vegetables
0: into different shapes. Thank you very much for picking my entry as a runner-up. I am delighted. By Maggie Rennie.